Welcome to the Hero Shot Podcast brought to you by Butter. Today, we bring you a conversation between Judson Morgan and Chelsea Cohen. Judson is our chief creative officer at Butter and a serial entrepreneur building eight-figure brands in the e-commerce space. He comes from a background in Hollywood filmmaking and brings a unique creative outlook to the Amazon selling ecosystem. Chelsea Cohen is co-founder of SoStocked, an agency that helps Amazon brands navigate the challenges of inventory management. Chelsea comes from a prolific background in copywriting, which has allowed her to bring a unique vision into listing copy and brand positioning on Amazon. This episode is all about copy. Be it for your product listing or positioning your brand as a whole, Judson and Chelsea discuss best practices for copywriting. They also touch on how to hook a customer in a competitive marketplace. If you're ready to take your brand's story and content to the next level, go to butter.la slash e-commerce. Well, um, awesome. Welcome to another episode of the Hero Shop Podcast. I've got uh, one of my favorite ladies in the space here, uh, Chelsea Cohen. She is um, like super ultra multifaceted. She has a super, you know, deep expertise in inventory or whatever. And mostly that's, I think, the content she's putting out these days. But she started doing copy, I think, in the space and then, you know, other experience as well. But I think really understands branding and, of course, you know, how to position a product and all of those things that we talk about in terms of like photo and video. She understands that from a copy's perspective and from a branding perspective. So I think we want to have that chat today. But Chelsea, why don't you fill in the gaps? What else? What, what did I miss in terms of your intro? And I think everybody knows who you are, but um, but give us your little your two cents. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So I started selling in 2014. Uh, my background, I had a lot of experience in writing and that was my interest, you know, screenwriting and poetry. And so I, for the majority of my life, worked with words and got into Amazon, wrote up my listing. And it wasn't until I would say 2016 that I realized I was actually doing something different with my copywriting than other people were doing. I started talking about and sharing what I was doing inside of Masterminds and people were impressed and started realizing, oh, I'm doing something that is working and it's different. And uh, the first time I actually got on stage was because a friend, tra- my friend Travis Ziegler, who you may know, pushed yeah. me up and said, you need to get on stage. You need to share this copywriting tip. It's made me thousands of dollars. And so I was like, oh, okay. And that was when I started realizing that I actually have something with copywriting. And so I've been doing copyright. I first started speaking about copywriting in 2017 on stages and podcasts, and then uh, finally got convinced to start my own copywriting agency. And so I've been running a copywriting agency since 2018, uh, around the time I started my my journey into inventory management and building my company so stocked. And so now I'm very focused on the inventory side of things, very focused on growing the so stocked company. But I have this agency that's kind of been you know, moving along based on word of mouth. And, you know, we have a team in place and we've just been, you know, really haven't been doing any promotion since the beginning. It's just been word of mouth uh, clients. And that's just a little piece that people don't normally know about me right now because my new kind of foray into the space is the inventory expert. And it's also the blue ocean versus the very, very red ocean of listing optimization. Mm, I see. So yeah. the the blue ocean meaning that um, there's much there's m- f- much fewer people in that inventory space and mm-hmm. in that SaaS inventory space, and so yep. you saw an opportunity that that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And so you you feel like the listing opti- optimization space is pretty um, pretty filled up, huh? I mean, I I feel like 
Not exactly. I, for me, I feel like if I were wanting to speak, it's very easy to speak on the subject of inventory. And I also don't want to muddy my brand. We're talking, you know, yeah. it's funny because we talk about branding, but I think that my own story is very, um, very much similar to, you know, a branding story. I've decided to brand myself as, you know, in inventory and, and so stocked and made conscious decisions to not really push myself as a, as someone who does listing optimization copy, even though that is one of the businesses that I do, uh, that I do own, it's been this conscious decision of, I don't want to confuse people in thinking that I just am an overall expert. And then it kind of muddies my own brand as, you know, an inventory expert founder of so stocked. And it's been a conscious choice to, to pick that as kind of my brand and niche. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know the Story Brand guys? And and um, uh, they're in Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know about Story Brand? I'm yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. He he has a quote. Um, if you confu- confuse, you lose. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's yeah. interesting what you mentioned there. And I think um, in a broader perspective, like we're all branding ourselves. If if you even if you're not an influencer, you're branding yourself as something. Yeah. In, in the world, um, like when people say you know, meet you. It's like, who are you? Like, what do you say? I, I, I'm a doctor or, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. Right. Or, or, or whatever kind of like framework are you using? Um, it's a very like, like branding is, is this macro subject that I so really fascinates me. Right. And, um, I think it's fun to talk about. And I think Amazon sellers aren't particularly good at this sort of across the board, right? Like, like, the, the Amazon ecosystem started and maybe one of the reasons you had success with the copywriting is because you were thinking about it from a different angle. But a lot of the Amazon sellers come in sort of analytical, like I'm going to get this jungle scout, this product. And I think those things are changing, but it's yeah. still uh, where the basis of it came from, right? Like this business model was like, I'm going to find an opportunity, a product that the numbers make sense or whatever, and then launch it. And it's a copycat product or a private label on some, some level. There are people building real brands now, but yeah. But the majority, I think, still are, are not that way. And so I think it's an interesting time. Um, and I, I would love for you to sort of frame that up for me in terms of like where you see the maturity of the market. And, you know, are you in agreement with me that branding is becoming more important, that like really being able to write copy that makes sense or whatever? And um, and before, before you answer that question, I know I'm going all over the place, but like I do want to say that, you know, um, Chelsea's so stocked is amazing and you should totally check it out. And it's like, where my brands use it. And this isn't, um, and, and it's, it was game changer for us. And it's so specific to, if you're an Amazon seller, it's so specific to what you need. And Chelsea is massively helpful in terms of her, her and her team. Like they respond to my team on a daily basis if as needed. Um, and bringing out the latest, um, and greatest like things that are needed for Amazon sellers, given like the, the changes that are happening at all times. Okay. So that just well, so, thanks. you know, <laughs> everybody knows that that's, that's there. And I, and I believe in that, but let's go back to the branding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess, which question do you want me to, to start with just where, where I think things are? are headed? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's definitely getting harder and harder to build a business based on hacks. I mean, so many things have, have, occurred since we all first started selling since 2014, all the things it was, you know, there's years of focus on, you know, coming down on review manipulation. And now we've really hit, I think, 
you know, we've hit the 2016 of, you know, what, what, what 2016 was for reviews, we are now there for ranking manipulation. And they are, Amazon's actually, you know, they're coming out and, and planting that, that flag of, you know, you cannot do ranking manipulation. It does make it more difficult, but I think that there it's, because it's getting more challenging, you need to build a brand that actually resonates and you need to build brand loyalty. And that has been something that I think has not been fully uh, harnessed on the Amazon space. It's been uh, whose eyeballs can I get in front of? Once you're in front of those eyeballs, how are you going to keep them? How are you going to you know be loyal to them? If you can't can if you can't show them that you there's an actual um, there's a, an actual heart and soul behind the brand. There is no brand loyalty. And that's something that we we learned early on in what we did. We put into our our bullet points, we put, you know, what our brand was about and who we were. We put out an e, you know, ebooks and videos and things like that to express who we were as a brand and what we were doing and what we believed in. And that helped in terms of brand loyalty so that if someone had a problem, people would come and they would write us emails and they would handle it with us personally before going to Amazon or before writing a review. So I think that that's the, the equation that is not really considered when it comes to branding is that if you make yourself human to the customer, they will want to work with you and they will think twice before writing you a bad review or, or refunding um, and will then refer people to you and will come back to work with you again. Yeah, I think that's something that's not talked about enough is that idea that um, good branding, good brand storytelling, good copy, good, you know, content, whether it's videos and images or whatever, mm-hmm. leads to uh, less negative reviews. Yeah. And um, and it leads to return customers and it leads to brand loyalty that, you know, you you sort of can't put there. It's so massively valuable. In, in like in this like larger sense where it's like if you get a one star review it's like there's nothing you can do about it it's brutal and the the way that drops down your star rating on Amazon is brutal yeah. every one star rating is so highly weighted um, and being you know taking that initial so so speak to that in the sense that like people I think I find a lot of Amazon brand owners, and brand owners, brand owners in general are sort of a little bit scared of that investment to invest in really good copy or invest in the images and the videos that they could do. Right? It's like they're going to put together some stock imagery and like um, you know sort of paste their product on there, do something cheap, like get like Fiverr, you know, photo retoucher, take a photo with their phone, you know, write yeah. the copy themselves without really like studying copy, like um, you know, are. Why, why do you think there's so much fear around that? Is it, is it because people are bootstrapping these things? And like, um, you know, what, what's the, what's the, like, what's your take on that? Is it like minimum yeah. viable product to start and then, um, you know, build it? Or is it like get the perfect listing to launch your products or? Yeah, I honestly, I think part of it is the industry. I think that, um, especially with copy. I have for years fought against the, I, I back in the day called, you know, referred to them as the software CEOs, which is really funny now, <laughs> but um, had multiple software CEOs, big, you know, data guys who did own 
software companies that were, that were and still are huge in the space get up and say people don't read bullet points. And yet in, this, in the halls of the same events that they stood up and said that, I had people stopping me saying, I increased my, my conversions by 10% or 15% or it went from 15% to 40% based on your bullet points training. So I knew that it was a lie. And so there was a disservice that some sellers uh, bring to the space when they try to convince people that all you have to do is write for the Amazon algorithm, that nobody's reading bullet points anyway, and it doesn't matter. And that's just not true. Whenever I say that, I always have, you know, multiple people say, I read bullet points, you know, I read those things. And the stats just that the stats back that up. So I feel like part of it is, is that there are misconceptions about what is important. And if it's if you're listening to a seller who has not, who says people don't, you know, people don't respond to this or people don't read this or people don't do this, it's it says more about them and their own business and, the, and their own uh, copywriters than it says about uh, about the actual, you know, reality of what's actually happening. So, yeah, I agree. Um, do you find copy? on the imagery. So, you know, we like the image stack, you got your main image, obviously there can be no copy there, but then right. on like the rest of the imagery, um, or in the video, like sponsor video ad or, or just the video on your listing, like that the copy on there matters. And, and, um, and you know, how, how do you, do you recommend folks put the infographics and copy on their imagery? I, yes, I think that I, I always, am a believer that the copywriting, if you're working with a good copywriter, the copywriting should come first. And I, we love to do the copywriting first because that is the research that informs everything else. And you always want the copywriting and the visuals to carry through the same story and to, and to tell the same story because there are different people who consume content differently. Some people read bullet points. Some people look at the, the images. Some people are going to you know scroll through and look at the enhanced brand content and you need to be able to have a cohesive story no matter who is showing up. And so one of the things that we're very interested in in figuring out how to do now is take what we're saying in the bullet points and how do you show that in the actual images? And that's what we recommend. And a lot of times when we're working with someone, they've already done their images. And so it's very difficult and you cobble things together. I feel like t- in today's world, it's all done backwards. The copywriting and the research and what you're trying to say needs to be done first. And then you do, and then you instruct the photographer based on what you've learned. If you know, the first bullet point talks about um, what we talk about, which is we call it the hook. You know, what is the thing that, that your product has that the other products don't have? What does it say in those negative reviews? Uh, whatever it says in those negative reviews is the thing that you need to point out because you uh, the story that's happening in the head of the customer is they know they want the product. They just, all they have to do is find the right one. And then they have hundreds of choices. So they're scrolling through, they're reading the negative reviews, they're looking at the pricing and you need to tell them that I know you've seen these other negative reviews. We don't do that because of this. And that's, and that's the, you know, you have to answer that first question. Why why should I trust you versus your competitors? Unlike other products that bend, break, and rust, ours is made with this type of material, which means that you will not have to experience, you know, the problems that you saw in the negative reviews. And if you can put that into a visual, and sometimes one of the one of the things we did did uh, for a couple of our products, 
and I think that people do this way too late, is buying your competitors' products. And we actually, we bought the competitors' products and we actually realized that ours was very, very different. And we actually did photo shoots, not showing the, the logo of the competitors, but you do side-by-side -side comparisons or you can do split screens and you can show, look, ours has this many and theirs only has this many. Or you've seen those stacks where it's, you know, the ours is super fluffy, you know, the same blankets stacked this way, ours is stacked this way, so it's more fluffy or whatever it is. Doing those things, you can, in one image, show people what you're saying in, in that first bullet point. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So do you have it in both places? You would have it in that one of those main images, maybe the second image, and then you'd also have it as your first bullet point. So, so you, yeah. you do, yeah. So you do, you do a, a research, like sort of like research into the market, into the specific competitors and come up with a framework for how to tell this product story based on the brand or whatever, and based on the market. Right. Is that, is that right? Are yeah. There you want to know what is, what is most important and what is most um, frightening to people? What are those negative reviews that are going to cause people to, to doubt that your product is, is legitimate or is, you know, something that they want to add to cart? Yeah. It's interesting how you keep mentioning this sort of negative, um, then I, I don't know. There's, I think there's an actual term for this negative marketing or something is what is the one I'm coming up with, but that's not right. But where you're actually pointing out your competitors, the negative things about your competitors, um, l products and listings or whatever. I mean, this is very common in, um, in, in marketing in general and, 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 um, you know, QVC or direct, direct response marketing. Um, or like, you know, you go on like, uh, yeah, on, on infomercials, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Super common, yeah. right? Yeah. And I do want to want to point out just for, for safety purposes, because I don't want anyone to get into any trouble. Um, in bullet points, it seems that you are able to say, unlike other, you know, coffee cups that you can't do the same thing in, uh, in A plus content. So in A plus content, you can't call out it's it, they don't seem to be scanning so much for the bullet points, but when they are scanning an A plus content, so an A plus content, we've had to get creative. How do we say the same thing without calling out competitors? They'll even look at the images. So if you say ours and theirs, you can't do that anymore. Oh, you really? have to say ours versus the standard or ours versus other, you know, another or whatever, like you have to find a way that you're not pointing the finger at anyone else. And that's specifically an A-plus content. They're more lenient, so you still can say, unlike others, but we've been doing things like, um, you know, you would you would hate to experience such and such or, you know, avoid this. And we're not calling out products, but, you know, uh, don't you hate it when a product does this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, you have to find clever ways of saying the same thing without directly calling out competitors. It has the same effect, and it can be very a very subtle difference but it's the difference between your A plus content getting approved or rejected. Interesting. Okay. So it's not product, um, other product names or company names. It's the actual just saying. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And you're, you're not allowed to say brand names either. So unless it's uh, say a, a cell phone product or something, you would say it's compatible with iPhone. That's fine. But you know, you also can't call out and say, you know, this product is awful and ours is great. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> right. Okay. So you need to be a little bit more uh, sneaky about it. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. yeah. But I think, I mean, I think when you're thinking about Amazon, 
the reason this works so well is because there it's a marketplace that they see here's 10 products or 13 products and they're choosing between those to select which one they want. And yeah. so they're like comparing this one's this one a little bit more expensive, but look, oh, this, I'm going to pay four bucks more because this one's looks like it's a higher quality and they're actually showing me, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, and that's, that's the thing that people think that they can have copy for a website and then they can just bring it over to Amazon. Uh, it's a very different way of writing copy, you know, on a website versus on a landing page versus on uh, Amazon, you know, it's a comparative platform. So you're comparing and you have to do that. You can't take the copy from, you know, from Amazon and bring it over to your website and your website, it's all about, you need to build trust and authority that I'm going to put my credit card into this website. And usually products that do well on Amazon don't necessarily translate into um, decent website uh, driven sales. That's fascinating. I haven't some, heard somebody articulate it like that. That's, that's very, that's very smart. That's a really good um, point where um, Amazon is a very specific thing. It's a comparative. Yeah. You said comparative. And I think, um, yeah, if they're going to their own website, I mean, it, it's similar to going to a retail store in some ways, I guess, where you got like, you know, here's 10 different protein bars when you, you're standing there at the, in the grocery store or whatever. But, um, so there, there's that comparison going on there, right? They're picking up the thing, looking at the label. Um, but it is, it's, it's even more different because you can't pick it up and you're the only thing that I always say this about the photos. It's like the only way they're going to see your product is through the photos. Like they're, they're right. There's no option to go see it in retail. Right. So your, the, the story you're telling through your copy in your, in your images is all they're going to know. That's, you know, yeah. um, yeah, I, I, it's amazing to me how little emphasis I think there is on this out the, out in the space, and um, and you know that's why we started this podcast is because I think it's an opportunity that people are missing, um, yeah. and I think um, thinking about the positioning of a product is something that I always talk about, um, and and I think you're very good at this. It's like how do you position? Yeah, you're positioning yourself as inventory, more of an in inventory, um, you know, guru. And I'm positioning myself as a creative guru in the space, right? Yeah. Because uh -huh. yeah, you know, I do other things. I'm running brands and you know what I mean? But like, but it doesn't, if you confuse, you lose and you start to, um, miss the point and they don't know, uh, well, what am I going to do with Chelsea? Am I going to ask her about SoSoft or am I going to talk to her about copy or, so I, yeah. so I, and I think that's true when people are selecting and buying products as well. It's like, if you, I always say that if you can enter the customer's journey, they're yeah. living a life. If you can enter it and, and solve their problem, if you speak to the exact problem, my, I, I use this example, my son has eczema. And if the product says, you know, for eczema with children who have the eczema on a, on their back, <laughs> you know, or whatever, the exact problem is like, oh, this is the product for me. Right. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think people are missing this. Don't you agree? I mean, maybe I'm just not talking to the right sellers. I think, you know, I think it's because I've always thought things through. And I think that, you know, you're very right. You brought up a uh, customer journey. And I'm always thinking of customer journey. You know, even when things happen on Amazon, their policy changes or they're doing certain things. Why are they doing it? What is behind that? Why are they doing these things? And I think that not enough people are asking why. 
you know, and saying, okay, what is, what frame of mind is my customer actually in beyond just the, you know, oh, their life is chaos or whatever. What are they actually doing? What's the thought process? And I had always paid attention to what my thought process was as a customer on Amazon or as a customer on a website. And why did I bounce? I bounced because of this. Why did I, you know, add to cart, but not, you know, complete that? Why did I purchase from this one? Why, you know, con- considering your own buying habits are is very important. And then, you know, considering the buying habits of your customers and asking why you're doing every little thing. Like, you know, if you were to if you were to ask someone, why did you write the copy that way? Why did you use that word? You know, and, and we'll do that. I'll do that with my copywriters. We'll read through their copy and say, don't use this word. I hate this word. It's horrible. Use this word instead. And, you know, start creating a, a style guide, which my style guide is unfortunately still in my head and I have to put it down, but I do have it. You have these standards of why you're doing certain things. This word makes you feel that way versus that way. Um, but most people don't, even copywriters these days. And one of the comments that I was surprised to get when someone was, they were vetting various different people and decided to go with me. And they said, we decided to work with you because you had an answer for every question that we asked you. You, you could tell us why you did everything that you did, why you made these, these choices, why you, you know, made these changes, why you went for these keywords versus those keywords. And most of the other people that we talked to said, because we just do it better. And that's the pitch of a lot of these people. And it's shocking to me, you know, out in the copywriting space. Oh, because we just write copy better. But how? Why? What are you doing? If you can't, if a copywriter can't have that conversation, if a, you know, if a photographer or a graphic designer can't tell you why they've made the creative choices that they've made and how that's going to affect the customer, you don't have a professional. You have someone who is, um, you know, trying to get there and who isn't thirsty enough to, to study enough to become a professional, you know? Yeah, I think that's really true. Um, and, and also in combination with that, you have the data to show like, Hey, this is before we wrote this person's copy. And then after this is before we did their photos and then after, and you see the conversion rate went up X percent. And, um, I think the combination of those two things, this is why we do it. And then the sort of data to back it up. Uh, so, so it's interesting that you started with screenwriting as well, because I, I I did some screenwriting here in LA, and um, yeah. and uh, I think screenwriting is such an interesting art form because it's technical um, in, in the sense that you have to really hook an audience in the beginning, and you mentioned the hook, yeah, and I think they're they're similar, a little different, but they're you're trying to hook a, a an audience into this hour and a half long story if it's a movie or this. 23 minutes of a sitcom, right? Yeah. And they call it in, in screenwriting terms, they call it the inciting incident or there's a book. Yeah. I don't know if you've read the book, save saving the cat or save the cat. You know that book? I, have I mean, I, I know the book. I haven't read it. I've read no. other books that are similar. Yeah. 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 So the concept is, you know, the, you have the hero at the beginning of the story, save the cat. Well, that, that's different than the inciting incident, but you're, you're trying to the inciting incident, the idea that you're hooking the audience. So, so right at the beginning, they're putting inciting incidents earlier and earlier. It's like even before the opening of the movie, it's like, boom, the child died or the, you know, the, the government fell or whatever it is that incites the narrative to begin. 
I, uh, I watch a lot of those, like like murder shows, like uh, the CSI, you know, forensic files type shows. And they're always now they're like, you know, they have these clips of like, oh, and then this person died. It was the most horrific time in our entire town. And then they cut to the credits. And, you know, of course, you want to say and find out why they said those things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And they always there's always a, a, even in, in news shows, there's a hook right before commercial to keep you to come yeah. back. So, so right. um, I just think it's, what kind of things have you seen that work for Amazon um, that work as hooks and how, how do we go about finding them? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a very simple formula. Everyone is coming, coming into your listing. They've made some comparisons. They've, you know, potentially read some negative reviews. If they don't read negative reviews, you know, they'll, if they haven't read them yet, they might read them afterwards. It, the most important thing is to figure out what, what are the other products not solving and what are those negative reviews that are being talked about um, that your product solves, right? That you, your product doesn't do, you know, uh, people are saying it's, you know, very, very thin and, and, and threadbare and it, uh, you know, it came with a hole in it or something like that. And you can say, you know, unlike other products that are very thin and worn out, even upon first arrival, ours is made with a five ply, you know, fabric or whatever. I, I, I'm not in yeah. that space, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever it is, whatever the, the terms are that are being used, uh, even if it's reaching out to your supplier and getting more information, getting more technical information, you have technical information to back up your claim. You don't want to just say ours is better, period. You say ours is better because of this, you know, and I always use our brand name connected with that. So it's unlike other products that do this, the brand name's product is better because of this. So I always want to, when I'm saying at the very beginning, I'm introducing and kind of cementing in your mind that this brand is known for this quality. And so, you know, we, we mentioned the brand in the first bullet point, and then we talk about the brand uh, mission in the last bullet point so that you've got these end caps of, by the way, this brand is great and you want to remember this brand and this is what we're known for. Do you, do you, um, create a mission if, if there isn't one that exists or work with the yeah. founders too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll create a mission. So if it's, you know, someone has a kitchen product, we'll say, you know, we, you know, we love the, whatever, you know, make something. We love the idea of family and coming together and celebrating every day, you know, cooking in your home with your loved ones or something like that. It's not very difficult to create a mission. It's easier when they have something or they're giving back to a charity or they've already expressed their mission. Uh, but any product can come with a mission. Yeah. And I think you mentioned this earlier that, um, you know, we're selling to human beings. This is humans. Yeah. And, and I think we can forget this sometimes where it's humans like to buy from humans and, and, you know, um, you see a lot of brands that have a real, like, you know, Elon Musk is an example where it's like his, his you know, even though he's a, a very specific person and, and, but he, he's the face of the brand and, yeah. you know, and, um, knowing the founder, having some kind of mission, maybe, maybe the face of the brand is, is your charity that you're donating to, or it doesn't have to be you, but humans like to buy from humans and, and they want copy and they want photos and videos and everything that are human. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so what am what do you think about this? Where it's like the Photoshopped imagery that we see a lot on Amazon because it's much more affordable to do that rather than getting custom lifestyle shots. Yeah. 
um, they, they, there's a, for me, there's a disconnect as a human being. It's like, I know that this is manufactured. It's like, it's like for, for me, I'm not a fan of like women getting plastic surgery as they get older. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a, a <laughs> random, a random tidbit, but, yeah. um, it's because it's sort of, it's like, well, that's not, you're putting something in front of who you really are. And I, and I, and I, and I think that's what photoshopped images do. And I think that's what bad copy does. I think all of it is like, yeah. ah, something's off here. Right. Yeah. I mean, people can tell, you know, when you go to a listing, I can tell when it, it just degrades you as a brand. It makes it so that I know it's, it's like, you know, this is budget brand. This is discount brand. You know, this isn't something that, has legs and longevity and exists outside of Amazon. You know, there's a lot of Amazon listings and we just tend to think of them all as Amazon listings. And nowadays for me personally, I, I try to tell whether it's, you know, one of us or if it's one of them, meaning it's someone, you know, from a a Chinese seller who's Quality is not going to be nearly what, and you can tell sometimes, but sometimes, you know, with those, you can't tell with those that it's either, you know, from a Chinese seller or it's from a beginner, you know, but, um, that matters to me. And I have resisted purchasing products sometimes when they've had too many reviews, you know, and they've had, you know, the, the images are just off the photos are off or something, you know, like you said, something is just off and it's because, and it makes us feel like this is not a legitimate brand. And I I don't think I, I I don't think I trust it. I'm think I'm going to go with this other one. I'm going to pay a buck more, you know, two bucks more, go with this other one simply because it just doesn't feel legitimate. Yeah, totally. And I, we, we get a lot of, one of our chair, one of our um, brands has a a charity component and we get a lot of messages that are like, I'm so glad you're doing this charity work. And we, I think we get a lot of conversion rate because you know we have forty to fifty percent conversion rates because of that, and I think um, I think that goes a long way. And I think you know we we I don't know about you guys, but we ended up returning a bunch of stuff from Amazon, right? And I think people are like, man, if I can just get this one, I don't have to deal with like returning it. Um, but I, I just think it's becoming more and more competitive, and you're either battling around price or you're battling you're playing the other game, which is you build a real brand. And you can charge $200 for something that somebody else can only charge 75 for. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm that the other game becomes more and more and more important because of the, the state of things. Yeah. Um, so when do you, is your framework generally problem solution when you're looking at a pro, a product or is it, are there other frameworks? Cause we do a lot of problem solution as well. Yeah. Um, I would say, it's, yeah, we look at uh, features, you know, they, a lot of people say benefits, features. Um, we It's actually interesting. In some cases, we'll do feature, feature benefit um, just because it's a review-driven site and it we find it works well to say, you know, our product has this, which means that you get to do this, you know. Um, so that works out pretty well some of the times just because, there's, we'll, we'll find it in the negative reviews. We'll find it in the research. And so we know that there are people who are looking for specifically the negative reviews said this about this product. And so I'm concerned about that feature not being good in your product. So we kind of get out ahead of it. 
and say, you know, while other products have the feature acts this way or performs this way, um, or you've been disappointed by this, because you also have people who've returned products from competitors and been, you know, all of those people who wrote negative reviews, they return the product and then they go find another product. So if they've just returned your competitor's product and come to you and you say, you know, that thing that you just that you just had a problem with, which caused you return to return my competitor's product. Well, guess what? Ours doesn't do that because of this material. And that means that you're going to, you know, have a great experience with, you know, this benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, cool. I want to pivot a little to, um, a broader conversation around content because I know that you create content Mm-hmm. around so stocked and I, th- I think you have so you you speak on stages which is a way of creating content right live I think that can be very valuable and I'm, I'm assuming you're doing that stuff to drive sales for your different you know for the agency or for so stocked correct yeah so you know it, it's of course um I personally part of what I feel my uh job is is to be an educator and I think that the, the, the biggest value that I have gotten out of going to events and that type of thing is, is the relationships, you know, yeah. is the relationships that we, that we have built and getting in front of other people's audiences and that type of thing. Um, but I also understand that there is no one out there that currently, and I'm, you know, happy to say at this moment, there is no one out there that's holding that space. There was a huge gap. And, you know, in terms of who is going to who is going to take on inventory and who is going to speak on inventory? There's no one else that I can think of off yeah. the top of my head that's going and doing that. And so I have seen that, especially with what's happened over the past, you know, 18 months to two years, businesses are closing down, businesses are failing. And I feel like it's my partly my responsibility beyond just building so stock and, you know, and in what we're going to be doing in 2022, we're going to be addressing this a lot more, but I want to stop businesses from, from failing. Uh, the reason that I started down this road in the first place was the margin crunch that I saw in my own business. And so I became obsessed with finding all of the money that is bleeding throughout our supply chain that, you know, you make or lose money before your inventory even checks in. And at this point, people are losing money. And so there are things that can be done and that should be done to prevent that from happening. And so that's kind of my mission and why I love talking about what I love talking about. Um, it does drive traffic to so stock. It does elevate me as an influencer in the space. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's great to make money. It's even better to make, make meaning and purpose. Totally. And the more, the more you give, the more it comes back, the more you give, the more they're there. It's an abundant world, right? So the, the more yeah, that we get put out there in it for money, you know, like, you know, yeah. people can tell when you're in it for money or when you're, you know, there for the passion and you really care. So yeah, 100%. Uh, I think that we have that as a benefit. I, I agree. And you're, you're one of the greatest folks in the, in the industry, you know, and, 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 um, I'm, I'm so happy to have you here on, on our little, little podcast. I think, um, I'm doing something similar, I think in the, in the photo and video space, um, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a lot of folks having this conversation either. Is that true from your perspective? I, I know there's some agencies I, out there that put out emails mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think that um, it's there's a lot of people that get up there and they talk about PPC. You yep. don't have photographers getting up there and talking. You don't have videographers getting up and talking. You might have uh, you might have brand owners who talk about it as one of several yeah. topics. 
I think the only other person that I saw recently to talk about um, the subject, and he was extremely uh, effective, I really enjoyed him, was uh, Anthony Co-Francesco, uh, I believe is how you pronounce his name, from Pixelfy. Uh, he did a great talk at Billion Dollar Seller Summit, and took, I took tons of notes. He's extremely insightful, um, and he talks from the per perspective of, of images in because his you know the Pixelfy software does split testing. Um, but Are you talking about Pixel? Oh, Pixel, yes, not Pixelfy, Pixel. That's right. Pixful, yeah, yeah, yeah Pixel. Yeah. yeah, I've heard so him talk as well. I think he was on somebody's show, and I was like, man, I got to get him as a guest. I totally agree. He yeah. he was amazing. Yeah. And it's very well, interesting from his perspective. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great talk. I'll, I'll see him. He's speaking at, at Athena's event. I'll see him. I'll, I'll, I'll mention him. Maybe I can. Uh, connect yeah, I would love that. Talk. Thank you. That would be great. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd be super valuable for this this conversation. Um, yeah. 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 But that's the thing is that he you know, there's no one uh, who is a photographer or a videographer and experienced on that side who's talking about it because he's just talking about images once you've had them created. But there's no one there's no image creator or video creator that's having that conversation. And so a lot of what we have, you have it's interesting in this space, you have the influencers who are, you know, brand owners and they talk about a lot of different subjects and you have um, the service providers who some of them are trying to get into specific spaces. So they start talking about certain things, but you know, the people who are actually day to day doing it, it's kind of, it becomes a little bit more, more difficult for them to, to hold that space. So I think yeah. there's definitely an opportunity for it. Now for, for this sort of larger content play for brand owners, for agency mm -hmm. owners, for, yeah. um, for, for, uh, software owners, like I know like the guys at seller.tools, they put out a lot of content too. I mean, a bunch of them do, but yeah. do you feel like it's essential? You feel like it's, it's, it's like, like for, for a brand, like should yeah. they be creating social content and Pinterest and like, mm -hmm. you know, in this, in this, like what, what's your take on that? All of that. Yeah. They need to find, they need to find the right um, platform for them. We have picked Facebook for one, because it is, all the sellers are there. Yeah. yeah. But, but we also are in, in blogging and we, you know, our, we have great SEO. We have a great newsletter that uh, comes out every Friday at sostock.com forward slash headlines if anybody is interested. But one of the things that we do, we know that you guys don't have a lot of time, but we yeah. call through and we find our team finds the best information. And then it comes through me in terms of how is this relevant? What is relevant? And if we want, to make an opinion or, or statement about it, we'll write it up in our uh, Amazon news, Amazon seller news. And I got that email today. Good. Yeah. Actually, People, I got, I, I got four of them. I get your email four times. Oh, you probably, you probably got, yeah, signed up four different ways. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I have, I have, no, I have four brands with so stocked. That's why. Right. Right. There you go. Yeah. So, um, with, yeah, with that, it's it's that has been extremely effective. We've had people come up to us at, at events and say, you know, that they love those small bites. And I think that's something that people are missing out on is these small bites. I don't have time to read, but yeah. we have these headlines. And so people click through and they read these headlines, you know, for logistics and and what's happening, changes of Amazon policy, you know, Amazon's being sued by, you know, delivery partners, all of these different things that are important for people to know. Um, and actually our seller news now uh, ranks number three in Amazon seller news uh, below 
Seller Labs and Seller Central. No way. So and and our and and for Amazon restock limits, we rank number two under Seller Central. So we've been doing a great job at SEO, um, specifically on you know several different subjects, and we track that a lot because there are a lot of people out there that are looking for solutions and that yeah. have not even tapped into any of the communities. So you can't just rely on influencers within the communities to to get that out there. You have to consider people are say SEO is dead. I say, you know, we haven't found that to be the case. People yeah, 100%. It yeah, it's like a it's like a legacy strategy that's it's it's so interesting. We we have like our imagery for our um you know like one of we sell scented candles is one of the products and and um, if you if you search soy candle or scented candle on Google, my my products come up like in oh, Google yeah. images or whatever. And, and it's like a, this, the strategy you don't like think about enough. Yeah. I think, I think it's massive. Um, it's interesting for branding, you know, it's, it's long-term, uh, yes. long-term play, but for branding, you know, it's extremely important, especially, you know, especially when you're trying to position yourself as, you know, the pr- premier in the space or yeah. the, right. the, the, the biggest one in the space. And then, you know, cause it's just, a, it's, the validation. They see you on Amazon and then they search Google and there you are and they go, Oh, this must yeah. be That's like that's like that's like walking into Times Square and seeing a big poster. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, there they are. That, that I guess they're they're a big brand. If they're if you're the first thing that comes up on Google, it's like totally. Right. Yep. Uh, do you have an agency that you use for SEO? No. We everything's in you a do house. Yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Our Very I have cool. I lucked into some great partners. You know, they are the founders of uh Thomason.com and Dan is, he's the development, you know, the head of development. He runs the development team. And I didn't even know I had a second partner until like two years ago. Um, and then, oh, you know, and then I meet, meet John and he's just brilliant with, with marketing. I mean, they started out with, in marketing and he's just, you know, with Facebook and, and Google and uh, design and all of that. They've done everything in-house. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I've, I've got a, just a couple minutes left. Unfortunately, I have to, I have to go. Um, but I, um, do you have, so if somebody wanted to get better at copy or like branding or whatever on their own, do you have any resources that you can think of either like, you know, I don't know, a YouTube channel or your own or like books or whatever you'd recommend, like, Oh, you should read this book on copy or read the, You know, do you have things that you can think of? Um, I mean, I, it's funny cause I, I were redesigning my website and I will have something soon. I did create a masterclass that, um, I don't really promote, but I, you know, every now and then someone asks me and I'm like, yeah, sure. Here you go. Um, I also have a video of something that I did. So if anyone's interested, they can reach out to me, uh, in terms of, of copywriting. I mean, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different books on, on the subject. Um, but I would say, uh, cop, I think it's copywriting secrets. Um, uh, Russell Brunson's team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then I really like, uh, if you are getting into things like email marketing, um, which is something that we do as well at so stocked, uh, the, the invisible marketing machine, I believe is what it's called. Ryan. Okay. Dye. Yeah. Uh, yes. So that's a, that's a great, a great book for copywriting for, for email marketing as well. But specific to Amazon, that one's tough that I would say, you know, people can reach out to me and I would be happy to give them uh, a link to one of my videos. We will be getting a blog up soon enough. I've just had so many so stocked uh, distractions. I've actually paid a website company and they're just waiting for me to <laughs> to get the copy over to them. So, um, yeah, if they wanted to reach out to me, I can be found at 
sostocked.com forward slash connect and my socials are there, my uh, email and all of that. They can reach out. Amazing. And, and Chelsea is super responsive. Um, like I said before, she, she personally responds to my team and like really answers questions or, or her team does. And, and, um, yeah, she's just really one of the good ones in this, in this industry and, and whatever you can do, I would follow her everywhere and get on her all of her email lists. Cause it's not just inventory stuff. It's, it's, it's all Amazon information. And obviously you can tell she's multifaceted. Um, Thank you so much for your time, and um, I would love to do it again sometime, and, and we can have a, a, you know some some more conversations around um, whatever's happening in the space because we didn't even get to talk about like you mentioned it briefly, but like two days ago the the ranking stuff that came down, and you know it's um, it's a very interesting time in the in the industry, and um, so thank you so much. We'll we'll yeah, do it again you. sometime. Yes, thank you for for having me, and um, can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to the Hero Shop podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, we would love to hear your thoughts. Send any ideas, questions, requests, or feedback to podcast at butter.la. You can also follow us on Instagram for the latest from Butter. See you next time.